Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A giant spaceship has landed in Cupertino. This summer, 12,000 Apple employees will start to move into this great disk of a building, which has been eight years coming and is said to have cost $5 billion, making it the world's most expensive office. Apple Park is Steve Jobs' last posthumous hurrah. As a vanity project, it's roughly on a par with Nikolai Ceausescu's People Palace in Bucharest. Jobs managed the space as the control freak he was, insisting on irreproachable door furniture and stone from a Kansas quarry that was distressed to make it look like the walls of a Yosemite hotel he was fond of. The obsessiveness and the grandiosity make the marble that Jacques Attali once ordered when he was head of the European Bank for Reconstruction and Development look slipshod. If I were an Apple shareholder, I would not be happy. Overdoing the decor on the HQ is a sure sign that calamity is on its way. It didn't end well for Ceausescu's Romania, nor for Mr Attlee's EBRD. If I lived in Cupertino, I would not be happy either. There are at least 9,000 car parking spaces at Apple Park, which means too much driving. It's better for cities to have offices in the centre, so people don't have to travel so far and can nip out at lunchtime to spend money in local shops. Yet as an observer of offices, I'm dancing a jig. Over the past two decades, three bad things have been happening with office design, and Apple Park puts all of them right. First, we've lost confidence in offices altogether, as nomadic workers huddle in cafes and in their own bedrooms. Jobs's edifice is a hymn to the importance of offices in general. Critics are grumbling about the white elephant the building would become should Apple go bust, but that misses the point. Apple Park screams, we are here to stay, and given that, we've built somewhere beautiful for our staff to work in every day. The second bad thing is the confusion between home and work. Fashionable office designers delight in making workspaces look like the hideous apartments of imaginary hipsters. Airbnb's office in San Francisco is filled with spaces that look like funky sitting rooms, kitchens and even a nerd cave. As far as I can tell from looking at it on YouTube and reading the first review in Wired, the Apple HQ is built on the idea that work and home are distinct. There is not even any childcare on site, which is also progress. I've never wanted my employer to look after my children. I want to hire my own childminders and leave work in time to relieve them. Most radical of all, Apple Park is made for grown-ups. For the past two decades, office spaces have been built as if for primary school children. Google has been a world leader in infantilising its workforce with astroturf croquet lawns and slides. In its Tel Aviv office, staff have meetings in ridiculous flying pods, baskets with propellers on top, 
this pernicious trend, ugly, stupid and ageist, started in Silicon Valley and has spread. Even at the frumpy CBI's new office in London, it's all primary colours, pods and fun murals. Apple Park has turned its back on fun and is going for beauty instead. Beauty is serious and grown up. Work should be too. The building has two other big things going for it, democracy and greenery. Offices have been pretending to be egalitarian for decades, but as long as they're housed in skyscrapers, the chief executive is always at the top. The spaceship has only four floors and everyone in the ring will get the same view of the best thing for any worker to gaze upon. Trees. About 9,000 of them are to be planted. Almost one tree per person. The only bit of hokum is Apple's attempt to justify the expenditure. It claims that in immaculate surroundings, people are more likely to do immaculate work. This is nonsense. Many of the world's finest inventions seem to have been built in garden sheds. In any case, Apple doesn't need any such justification. It has money to burn and has chosen to burn it on something splendid for its workers. As a shareholder, I might not like it, but if I were one of the 12,000, I would be counting the days until I moved in.